Hello, it's the Boss Up Moms. We are here today with a really interesting topic, one that we probably have, a lot of you have found yourselves in. Have you heard the term sandwich generation? What that refers to is that we are, as women right now, we are in a sandwich with our parents being one slice of bread and our children being a second slice of bread and we're right in the middle. So we are having to care for our children and our households, of course, but for some of us, we are having to also care for our parents. And if we are not actually having to care for them, excuse me, we are in the stage where we need to start thinking about, excuse me, we have to start thinking about what that might look like and what would work best for our family. So my family, I have my three children and then my parents live about an hour and 15 minutes away from me. So we're all here together. We're very close. We have family dinner at my parents' home every once a month. Um, and I am blessed that my parents are in excellent health. They are extremely active. Just got back from a month in Australia and New Zealand. Mm. Okay. Um, so they travel extensively. They are both retired. And my dad is actually taking another job, just a temporary assignment, um, starting July 1st of this year. But I, am, I don't have to deal, I don't have to worry about my parents right now. I have noticed that their driving is not as sharp as it used to be and that my mom perhaps doesn't like to drive at night as much as she once mm -hmm. did. But that's it. Um, so I'm excited about this topic and, and interested to see what other people have to say, especially my fellow boss up moms about what they're dealing with and how they handle it, perhaps um, resources that they use and, and just in general what their experience has been. Yeah, well, I'll um, jump in. This is Chanel. Um, and at, I suggested this topic at the, at the risk of me being emotional during the podcast, but I think it's an important topic to have because Absolutely. I think that we are finding, as much as we don't want to admit that we're getting older, we are. And obviously, if we're getting older, that means our parents are getting older as well. And I have we've my husband and I have found that we were caring for. We moved my mother-in-law in with us um, probably about six years or so ago, and she became very ill. Um, you know, and so we were caring for her not only financially, but we were caring for her, you know, physical well-being, and you know, taking her to doctor's appointments, and you know, working with her doctors and being her spokesperson and health advocate through her cancer treatments. And living with, you know, someone, one, you know, that living with your mother-in-law has a different dynamic in itself. Anyway, that could probably right. be a podcast in itself, Absolutely. you know, living with your mother-in-law. But caring for your mother-in-law is a completely different. Um, it, it brings a different emotion out. And, you know, one, being able to care for her in a way that was very personal and very... Um, I guess humbling probably for her, having her daughter-in-law kind of take care of her. I saw her in a different way than probably most people would see their parents or see their, um, you know, see their in-laws. 
and it, you know, kind of taught me a lot. One, it taught me to a lot, a lot about appreciating my own health and making sure that I kind of care for myself physically, but also care for myself mentally as well. You know, we have three daughters, um, you know, that are really active, you know, busy in sports and, and that sort of thing, whatever. And, you know, with a business, that's obviously, you know, very busy and stressful. And a lot of things we needed to put on hold to be able to care for her. Um, and, you know, there's some resentment that, you know, probably came out, you know, just being able because all of our family doesn't live here. So, you know, living with that disease, cancer is a very ugly disease in general anyway. Um, but one of the other things that I was, um, I don't know, just reflecting on when we kind of talked about this topic, too, is when I talked about some of that resentment or anger or emotion that comes from it. You know, I was also just wonder why we were in that position or why we had to be the ones that, you know, kind of see that ugly side of it or be able to have to, you know, care for her and sacrifice so much. Um, and even then, to be honest, like the last, you know, few days, you know, when she was living, just that depression kind of sets in. And I realized, too, that we had to do it because one, there was nobody else to do it. Right. And then two, I had to do it and care for her as a woman, just because out of respect for her, I wanted to be able to maintain her dignity and maintain that, um, I don't know, just maintain an image so that she would always be protected in, in some way or another. Um, so, you know, like I said, now she's passed away, you know, that was a year and a half ago. Um, that, Emotion doesn't leave, you know, it changes in different formats or changes in different ways. But I am now I can look at that experience as a blessing. It taught me a lot about myself. It taught me a lot about my family and my fat five, as I call us, me and my girls and my husband. We had to stick together during that time because it really was just us kind of caring for her. Um, so, yes, that's my experience in terms of like caring for, you know, a mother care for a parent and having them actually live with you and you being responsible for them. Yeah. Chanel brings up an interesting mm -hmm. point that is worth exploring a little bit further, which is that as women, we have the capacity to nurture in a, I won't say better, but in a very different way than men. Mm -hmm. So even though, even though her mother-in-law, it was her mother-in-law, she she had the gift to love and care for her in a way that her husband, her mother-in-law's son, might not have had. He might not have had that capacity. No, and he, to be honest, he probably couldn't have. And like I right. said, there were days yeah. that I would literally pray to God, like, God, why do we have to do this? Why do I have to do this? Like, why, why, why? Right. And it came to me very clearly. And I was like, because nobody should have to see their mother like this. Like, right. auntie can't see his mother like this. Right. And once it just became very clear to me, I was able, not that it didn't take away the hardness of it and the emotional piece of it or the sadness of it, but once I knew what my purpose in that story right. was, I was able to just go through it and be okay with it. Right. And thankfully, you know, my mother, you know, is in good health and, you know, she and I are close and I was able to call and talk to her and she, I would call and talk to her and be in the parking lot crying and she would kind of guide me through some things. But there's some, you know, again, there were some things that 
I'm sure that Monty probably didn't see. He didn't even know that I was doing for his mother just because, like I said, just making sure that she was always kind of protected and being shown in a good light. Right. Right. So hmm. that's, okay. a, that's it for me. <laughs> I've said enough. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't have to. Um, I know when my mom was in the hospital, you know, we found out January 2014 and she passed away April 2014. Mm. So there was no, not much time, but we didn't expect it to be so quickly mm -hmm. but towards the end though we were under the impression that she was coming home so it was you know where do we put her um two of my girlfriends had come over and we were turning my sunroom into an area where mm -hmm. she was going to be until one day I actually went to the hospital and then this nurse lady she came in and they were talking about putting her in hospice, and I was like, mm, I thought she was coming home, and everything just kind of shifted. Mm -hmm. And so finally, the lady took us in this room, and she said, look, do you realize what is going on here? And we're like, yeah, she's coming home, you know? Mm -hmm. And she says, uh, she's coming home so we can make her comfortable. And I said, okay, you're comfortable, and mine might be two different things. Right. So let's, let's get clarity on this comfortable. And so... My mom was opposite. She didn't. She didn't do chemo. She didn't want any of it. She pretty much just was like, you know what, I'm done. And uh, she didn't say those words, but she just didn't want to do all of those different things. Mm -hmm. And so, you know. And then too, the next day I went to go see her. I had to come to realize there's no way I wanted to bring her home. To walk down my steps every day and remember, remember her in this bed mm -hmm. in my sunroom. Mm -hmm. right. I'm like, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, and I had to be okay with that. I didn't feel like a bad daughter at all. Mm -hmm. Both of my parents were living with me prior to that. Mm -hmm. um, so I, that was just something I could not bring myself to do anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, as time went on... And she did go to hospice. I remember my sister. The biggest thing for me was how my sister would respond and all of that. But my sister took it very hard because at that point she was married, but she hadn't had any kids. Mm -hmm. And just the simple fact that my mom wouldn't be there to see those things in her life. But mm -hmm. so um, for me, it, I didn't I did take care of my parents. They were always a full-time ministry. They did come and live with us. Maybe it had been maybe two or three years. It had been a minute they had lived with us. Mm -hmm. But me taking care of them, they were just struggling being in ministry mm -hmm. and they lived in Merlin. And I was like, there's no need of everybody struggling. We can struggle with them. <laughs> right. right. So I'm like, yeah. I can't help you in Maryland and be in Virginia. <laughs> right. So we all gonna have to come together as one, you know? And um, at that point, my husband did agree that we were at a place that, okay, yeah, she, your, your parents can come and let's stay together and, you know, we'll, we'll just live in this house together. Mm -hmm. So at that point, that's just what we, what we did, um, before we can do that. I actually, 
am a huge proponent of generational living, as in having just several generations in one house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I do wish, like it's kind of a secret wish of mine. That <laughs> it's not that secret all, now. Right? Right? No, it's no secret. Is his microphone on? <laughs> That's out of the bag. But, um, like we could all live together. And maybe not in one house, but more like a Dallas style on South Fork, mm-hmm. where everybody, <laughs> they live nearby, the but yeah. everybody had their own house. Mm-hmm. But you could walk to your, you know, mm-hmm. walk up to mom's house or walk over to my brother's. Mm-hmm. So like a family compound, I think would be really nice. Mm-hmm. And there are plenty of studies available now that prove generational living is beneficial for everybody. Mm-hmm. It is. It and is. people, and especially our, the grandparents or the older generation, tend to live longer, healthier, and more fulfilled lives when they're living with their children and their grandchildren. Mm-hmm. So in, in the blue zones, I think they're called, where those are areas of the world where people are healthiest and live the longest, they live with generations. Mm-hmm. And and it it did, having them there with us was really good. Mm -hmm. And before Terry even really got sick, Mm -hmm. I remember Terry taking the girls, taking Jalen and all of them Mm -hmm. to the fair. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I'm like, who are you going with? Oh, I'm going with Jalen's grandma. (laughs) You know. If his grandma, okay. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. You know, so. You're right, though. I loved having them mm-hmm. there with me. I love the fact that it gave me that support um, mm-hmm. during those times. But, you know, I just believe God just knew what was to come mm-hmm. to prepare us for yes. that moment. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. then that way everybody was like, well, how about your dad? Is he going to be okay? I'm like, fortunately, he's fine mm-hmm. because he's around family. Right. Right. And he's a bubbly person mm-hmm. anyway, but he's a family man, so it's the family that really keeps him going mm-hmm. anyway. But I, I, out of it all, you know, I love having them be there mm-hmm. with me. You know what I mean? But why is it sometimes, and, and it was opposite for you, though. It was mm-hmm. Monty's mom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's sometimes a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. But it's like the wife's, it's like we really do, we want to accept that, no, my mom got to come. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? To a certain degree. <laughs> but it's, it, it's, the husband's never really push to have their parent maybe mm-hmm. not that they would want them to but mm-hmm. it's like it's almost like if we have no other choice okay right for their own parent but mm-hmm. for us I know when we first got married and I came home from the hospital we purchased the townhouse that my parents were living in mm-hmm. so they were to move to Maryland and we were supposed to move in the townhouse mm-hmm. And I remember my husband saying to them, this is earlier on, though, well, I thought y'all were moving, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. And they were still at the house, mm-hmm. in this townhouse. Now, we're, like, tight with mm-hmm. a new baby. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. remember waking up because him and my parents had a conversation that night mm-hmm. about whatever, I guess, just talking. And my mom being who she is, well, we're going to leave. We're just, you know, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I wake up with a new baby with no help. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, where's my mother? Right. <laughs> where's so, my oh, they went to go look for her. I said, but why, why, did they, why would they do that? Mm-hmm. Well, we had a talk. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that ain't my mom. <laughs> right. You know, he had been back to work. Like, no, no right, one's right, here right, but right. me and this baby. What you have to think Why would you leave me here? He cries all the time. You know what I mean? But, you know, I, I mean, I remember calling my husband at work like, what are you thinking? Right. You're at work. No one is here. Right. You know? And he's like, well, we talk. That's, That's hilarious. Like, yeah. Like, what do you mean you talk? There was nothing to talk about. Right. 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 But that was then. So mm-hmm. I didn't know how he would respond 12 years later, yeah. 13 years later to talk about it again because all the memory I had was when I first asked <laughs> And there was an issue, but we were in a different place. Yeah, for sure. We yeah. were newly married, right. new parents, yes. new parents, all all within the first year. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot. Yeah, and it has to be, when you do live with family because we've had you know other family members live with us you know throughout the um, you know the time we've been married, and not even just with my mother in law, but just in family members in general. Mm-hmm. You have to. It, it can, the dynamic can be a little tricky when you're caring for financially supporting not only your own family, but supporting right. other family members that are in your house that are grown. So it's not right. like you can fuss at them like you do your own kids. You True. know, you want to make sure, you know, that your family unit mm-hmm. is like your own unit, but then you're like bringing in the other family members. So, you know, there, there are some dynamics that you kind of have to like work through, set some boundaries. You know, if we're going out, you know, for family dinner, is everybody coming for family dinner, or right. is it just you know your hug, you and your husband and your kids? So you know, it's it's some, it just it one it takes some communication, yeah, and then two it does add you know a different dynamic, dynamic, yeah, can can be stressful depending on what that dynamic looks like, what it is. If you come at home, you and your husband come home from work, but you know your husband's cousin is sitting on the couch or sleeping on the couch and you guys been working all day. Right. You know, that adds some tension yeah. to the relationship, adds some tension That's to the true. house too. Yeah. So yeah, you just gotta make sure that it, you communicate throughout the whole kind of mm-hmm. process. What does this look like? Is it temporary? You know, are we doing it, you know, because you know, for financial reasons, are we doing it like Cinnamon said, because we want to support. And that way you kind of know going into it, okay, we're doing it for financial reason. Okay, well, you can't just be sitting on my couch all day. You need to be getting up and hustling and trying to find yourself a little job. Right. And and it is. It's tough. And like you said, though, it's important to communicate that with your spouse. Yeah. Because it is a very sensitive subject. Mm -hmm. I can only speak for me as the wife, you know, that... Being my parents, mm-hmm. you just become very sensitive already. Mm-hmm. But in his mind, it was, I'm taking care of all y'all. Yeah. Right. You know? And right. so that's the part. At the, at the moment, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, we're taking care. But it's like, no, no, I'm taking right. care of you in case you've been right. <laughs> right. Like, you got no business going on. But you ain't paying this mortgage right now. Understand his feelings too, yeah. and, and it's the moment you communicate. Sometimes months of being frustrated only takes a thirty-minute conversation of mm-hmm. understanding. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but it, it was, I don't know, it was worth it. I'm glad my father is there. I mean, mm -hmm. He said he's mobile, he stays busy. I, I don't have to babysit him. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And I know I'm sure probably a number of us have, have we're, whether we're not fully supporting financially, but you know, you always get that family member that thinks that you're the one that has made it. Yes. So, you yeah. know, well, can you spot me $20 here? Right. You know, my light bill got cut off. Well, you're right. in a whole different state. Right. <laughs> you're yeah. in a completely different state. Or, you know, of course, you know, all of us are successful, I guess, in our family's eyes. So right. being the cheerleader financially for, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's our siblings or nephews, nieces, that That's sort of true. thing comes into play, too. So it, it can be a balance in that, trying to maintain your own family. But but did you balancing. find, and then we didn't ask you, but, um, but do you find now Especially for Monty's side. I know mm -hmm. for me, I find it's important to me to support my sister and my nephews mm -hmm. and her husband mm -hmm. because that grandmother figure is missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we have mm -hmm. um, three nephews, and mm -hmm. they are, we, we, Monty and I have the three girls. His sister have the three boys. Oh, wow. And so, you know, they, they are very, you know, personable, dynamic, you know, they have come to stay with us, you know, for a little bit and, and hang out for the summers or whatever. So they look up to Monty as, you know, Uncle Monty right. and Chanel. And of course, you know, we want to make sure, you know, they we support them. And if they're having fun in sports and all that kind of stuff, you right. know, kind of cheer them on from afar. Right. Um, you know, and that what that support looks like when you're not pre physically present is a little bit different than what it looks like when somebody's right. living with right. you too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. How about you? Be anyone or anything? Uh, my mom, I still, my mom is still young, so I have a young mom. Mm -hmm. But what I noticed with my mom is I can see some signs of like aging, mm -hmm. and that's a hard thing to deal with mm -hmm. because my mom. I mean, she had me young. She was eighteen when she had me, mm -hmm. so it's like she's always been, you know, the young mm -hmm. mom. Right. So to see, you know, small things occurring mm -hmm. is like. Oh, my mom's getting older. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, duh, we know that, but to actually <laughs> see right, it right. and witness it, it's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Um, my husband and I, we decided we had this conversation. I think even before we got married, um, that we kind of knew, especially like with his dad. You know, when the time comes, it's not a question. Of course, he's going to come and yeah. be with us. Um. But just to even think about that, it it's, is just, hard. it's just hard. Mm -hmm. you know, it's hard. It's a hard reality. And then you think about, well, for me, I think about my kids. Well, I always tell them, don't send me in no home. <laughs> you, know, <that> kind of, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But um, for me, I think it's important to have the parents there. Um, Nicole, you mentioned being at home alone with the baby. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> Right. And I'm so blessed that I never had to experience that. Mm -hmm. My mom would, um, it's crazy. Now that I think about it, because I was active duty in San Diego or like, you know, mm -hmm. active duty. I had, when I had my kids, my mom was there. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't there for like a week or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like she just ended up staying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, for her to, now that I think about it, give up her job, her life, whatever she was right. doing, right. just to make for sure that I can live my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get up. 
It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a, lot. It's a just, lot. It's a blessing. Yeah. And um, the generational, like having the generations in the house, yeah. I think it's it's great community, mm-hmm. great family community because you have the wisdom, the experience yeah. in the home. Then we have us like you know you trying don't try and take over my kids like mm-hmm. it's my kids mm-hmm. you know you know that type of thing but it it really adds I think a balance to the home yeah yeah um you said something D and I am trying to remember what's that struck oh about watching or seeing that your parents are aging my parents like I said they're in great health and very active. But they do take naps now mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. during the day. So if we're together and, you know, my mom and I sometimes travel places. So we might be out of town at a volleyball tournament. And when we're in the hotel room and I'm playing on my iPad or watching mm-hmm. TV, she'll take a nap. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her once this past season mm-hmm. and she was napping. And I realized that she had become big mama mm-hmm. and I have become her mm-hmm. and Madison was me <laughs> in my mind yes yeah. in my mind I am still the the young girl right right, right? and then there's my mom mm-hmm. and her sisters you know and brothers which are my aunts and uncles and then their parents I mean yeah and my grandparents mm-hmm. siblings. so that's big mama mm-hmm. and Little Amy and everybody else, (laughs) but they're gone. Mm -hmm. They've all passed. Mm -hmm. So that now my mom and her siblings have moved up to that generation. Mm -hmm. So my kids, because they do call her Big Mama, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. that means I am (laughs) right. (laughs) I'm like, I'm my mom, mom. right? I'm an adult, like I'm supposed to to figure it out by now, right? Because right. next time I look up, I'm gonna be taking a nap <laughs> while Madison's daughter is out of you know, mm-hmm. we're gonna be traveling out of volleyball tournament and I'm gonna be napping. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? Yeah, that's wild. Right yeah, there. that's crazy. That is wild. Um, I I I think it goes maybe it doesn't go without saying, but we all, the four of us, have been extremely blessed mm-hmm. yes. with these familial relationships mm-hmm. and in our marriages that we have spouses mm-hmm. that support us, support our families, uh, what we need to do to, to continue to live and operate as a family in God's grace. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what we're doing. And there are challenges but there's also a huge blessing in